Hi, Bernie Kosar here for the Bernie Kosar podcast with the top dog, the great Hanford Dixon. I really wanted to be here today on a victory Monday here, top dog, (laughs) talking about our Browns being three and one. That didn't materialize yesterday. So top dog, introduce yourself, young man, bring ourselves into the show and lift me up today with some positivity between yesterday's game and some of this uh, NFL concussion stuff we got going. BK, I wish I had some good news for you because uh, yesterday, and I know we're going to dive into it, we're going to talk about it a little bit more, but this was a game we should have won, a game we were supposed to win, but a game that we just didn't win and we just didn't get it done. And that's what you and I are here for. We're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you why we didn't get it done and why we should have gotten it done. Yep, no doubt, top dog, that that was a game we should have got the W on. And today we're going to have Dave Big Play McAllister, our big producer here. Big Play! Gabriella Gab Cruz. Gabby Gabby! Producing with us. And then I'm nervous to bring this dog in here. Oh, yeah. But the angry dog. Oh, no. Angry cat. Hey, Bernie, he's angry today, too. Oh, Oh, yeah. God. Uh, We got a lot to get to, Gab. Why don't we just get right into it, guys? Let's get our opening drive underway here. We got to get straight. We don't need a coin toss for this. Angry Ken, it's all you. All right, let's get right into it. And if you're wondering why we got the sunglasses on again, it's because we lost sleep last night. And because my friends around the country are tuning in, I'm not quite sure I want to be recognized today. So this is the Angry Ken Getup. By the way, did you get a bad haircut or something over the weekend? We made fun of the victory chain. We were all ready to show this this week, but it's going to have to wait. Let's dive right into the game, guys. Let's dive right into the game. So Browns lose the toss, which is the first time this year, and they go on offense, and they come out nicely. uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones on a nice play action for a first down. I thought it was nice he got Jacoby into the ball game early with a nice pass. And then David Najoku, Chubb, Najoku again. The Browns drive it right down. But here we go, guys. Fourth and four. By the way, old-timer, and this is why I start getting angry, you take the points right here. You take the points. It comes back to haunt you. But we decide to go for it. Let's see what happens. I think we know what happens here, Angry Ken. We would be a little more festive if this was more successful right here. You know, I do love the way we started the game. You know, to come out with our first four plays, getting north of, of 10 yards on each play, to get to get um, basically on four plays down to the three, four-yard line, to have first and goal down there, to have an opportunity to take the lead right off the bat. I'm from the old school way. I know what the analytics are um, for wanting to score touchdowns. And absolutely, you want to score touchdowns. Um, at any point in the game, but specifically early. But I have, top dog, I have this real hard and fast rule. And again, I always wanted to present myself as the leader, as the guy with complete confidence and belief in myself, and that we're always going to score touchdowns. But the reality is you're managing the game and you're managing the process so you end up with a W. And when you're on the road and you, you get the ball first and you march down the field, 
to me, it's so deflating for the home team to have you coming down the field, marching down on them. Yep. And almost like yep. in the days of playing poker where you yep. want to get off the snide. Yep. When you come down there, any points matter at that point in the game. And I, I know you want to get a touchdown yep. and stuff. Yep. But to get down get down there inside the five-yard line, to have an opportunity to have a free field goal yep. to jump up 3 nothing, as yep. opposed to coming down there and then getting the momentum back for the Atlanta defense, for the Atlanta offense coming out onto the field, um, made for a tragic, tough start for them. I, I agree with you uh, because uh, I was a little bit disappointed because I agree with you 100%. Anytime you have a chance to put points on the board, you have to do it. And uh, when you look at that particular play, and I'll say it real quick because uh, we got a lot of plays that we're going to look at today. But when you look at it, you look at uh, Brissett when he's coming around there and you'll see right at the end, right before he steps out, out of bounds and right before he throw the ball away, you'll see Nick Chubb. He's standing right there in the end zone with his hand in the air. He's waving, throw it to me. And if he'd have just looked and saw him, obviously we'd have had a touchdown. But it shouldn't have gotten to that. Anytime you have an opportunity – Angry Ken, and I'm with you. Anytime you have an opportunity to put points on the board, we just have to do it. Well, got a couple. I got a couple. Hold on, hold on. Hold on go ahead. Go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Angry Ken. Angry Ken Speak to me. Every time you hear this bell, Angry Ken's saying coaching mistake. Yeah. Coaching mistake. You take the points, Bernie. Well, the the coaching points, getting the getting the getting the points, absolutely. Like I said, on the road on their first drive, I want to be able to get those points. And from the analytics perspective uh, of it, uh, um, you look at it. We're fourth and goal from the four yard line. The analytics, and as a math major at the University of Miami, okay, doing the math of it, two point conversions are from the two yard line. Okay. 48% of the time from the two-yard line, the two-point play is successful, okay? Less than half the time. So from the four-yard line, it's astronomically <laughs> more challenging. So those statistics almost drop almost in half from there. So you're really looking at about a 30% success rate for the possibility of getting the seven yeah, points. Yeah, yes, yeah. I want those extra four points, no doubt about it, but possibly not at the expense of getting that field goal. All right, all right, all right. Hey, and then I got to get on. So as we're stuck right there, as with the with the uh, play up there with Nick Chubb's hand there. Now in Jacoby Brissett's defense, okay, when you're scrambling right like that and you're rolling right, okay, that looks so easy right there. Going back across your body to one make the throw is challenging unless you're Patrick Mahomes, and then two. It is dangerous to see him. Now, that's why it's it's almost unrealistic to expect Jacoby to know that Nick Chubb is basically at the numbers right there because his check down assignment is where he lined up over the ball. Now, that being said, football plays aren't always like you drew them up. Now, this is so eerily similar back to when I was playing, and I know it, it's – keep saying back when I play, but this still absolutely works. When you're the quarterback scrambling like this, and as you are approaching the line of scrimmage, defensive guys cannot help themselves. They keep looking you up. Look at all five of those guys in your picture right there. Six of them. They're all looking at Jacoby Brissett. I used to tell K. Mack, Ernest Biner, Eric Medcalf, Leroy Horde, yell. When you put your arms up like that, 
We have catchphrases. I call Hanford top dog. Yeah, yeah. K Mac, yeah, yeah, big yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. Those guys would yell BK with yeah. a little snap of their BK, yeah. BK, yeah. BK. Yeah. And you, we got then a whole you, game to go through. Then you know they're there though. But that starts it off. I mean, you, instead of uh, being zero zero, Atlanta having the ball right there, you're up. Um, well, we should have been up three nothing there. But if you do run that play and you have you implement that within us as players, where you're able to talk to each other and the running back and quarterback figure out a way to talk to each other to let them know when a play breaks down like that that you're able to make those All plays. Right, so we're going back. Coaching mistake. Take the points. And as a fan, I got to tell you, every fan in Cleveland right now, when we didn't take those points, we're saying, watch what happens. We're going to lose the game by three points. All right, now we give momentum to the Falcons. What do they do? Drive right down the field. And I don't know, guys. I know Denzel Ward, big-time player. We're going to get into this because there's a couple plays. But on this first drive, we've got the, the Falcons on third and 12, and something happens in the left flat, and they get that 12-yard game. Break it down, Hanford. Well, I, I, let's let's go back and, and, and let's show that. You see Denzel Ward right here. Uh, he's to the wide side pretty much. Well, he's toward the sideline. Let's run the play. Let's go right here. You see him going. You see the quarterback right there. He's doing what we call a, a little bit of a boot action play right there. Now, what he's got to do is nobody is threatening him. See how far he's off the wide receiver? Sure, he may not be able to make that play, but he's got to come in because nobody he's he's covering what we call just air, space over there. I mean, you can't do that. You got to go in. Now, obviously, two of those backers or that free safety's got to make that play, but he's still got to be closer to the action over there, Bernie, I think, because nobody's on his side. Nobody, Nobody's on that side over there. It's just him and what. Still, he can't make that play, yeah, but still, he's got to be that closer to he it. He could squeeze on the squeeze second it. post. But in, in Denzel's defense, that's a cover for quarters coverage. That's a uh, Blake uh, Donovan for, yeah. uh, for the Falcons. That's a double post move mm -hmm. with Kyle Pitts. That's a cover for quarters, quarters coverage beater play right there. So you do have to squeeze it from the top there. But and they actually don't run a very good route. That's actually no, have two no, guys in no, the same area. There's no. no way really that that should. It should have been an easier play for us to make some because because yeah. they really have the area right there. Two of them right in the same yeah. uh, area, and they shouldn't hey, be. Hey, dog. But this right. is uh, Ken. I'm sorry, but, but there's one point I got to bring up on this, and I wanted to ask you this question: Is Top Dog and Mini, you guys are top tier press bump coverage guys, man coverage guys. One of the things I think that's starting to kind of show itself through the course of the first four games, and I love Denzel's cover ability, I yeah. love his man coverage ability, but it's a different mindset and a different ability to playing man coverage, yeah. press bump, yeah. man coverage. Yeah. I dog, I got you all over the field. I, it's, you're, you and me all day are going to be dancing. Um, as opposed to it's zone, quarters, cover, four, coverage, where you're doing communication, playing, playing the communication game, playing technique, as opposed to dog, I just got yeah. you. And yeah. not only are this play we're talking about, it materializes coaching. later in the game. Coaching. Where's the um, coaching, Hanford? Well, I, I, I agree with you because what, what Denzel, I mean, we gave him the big contract and uh, Newsom is playing extremely well. And uh, Emerson is playing extremely well. So we have three corners right now that are playing, uh, I think, pretty well. But what Denzel and, and I think Newsom has got to do right now, they got to go up to him and say, hey, 
two other guys we're going to take out. We're going to take out of the game because we're going to cover them man to man. We're going to go with them wherever they're go going. We're going to take care of these guys. Okay, don't worry about them during the course of this ball game. Worry about everybody else. And we're not doing that because we can't put guys like Denzel and and Newsom as good as he's playing, and even Emerson. I mean, he he'll make a mistake here and there, but he's still playing well. We got to let those guys take out those wide receivers, and it's just not happening. Well, that's where guys. That's where again. Coaching, coaching, coaching. <laughs> yeah. But how, somehow the defense manages to stop them, and they get a field goal. As a Browns fan, you're like, okay, we should be up at least 7-3, but we'll take the 3-3 tie, but no, we're down 3-0. and Browns get the ball. Chubb, nice four-yard run. Wyatt Teller, I don't know what's going on with him yesterday. A couple penalties, big holding penalty there, but then a really nice catch by David Njoku. But where's the coaching on ball handling? Where's the coaching on ball handling? <laughs> you know, looking at this play now, this is a nice play call. You, uh, Coach Stefanski is coming up with good schemed plays in the, from, the, uh, from the preparation standpoint. That's a screenplay. That David, uh, of course, wants back in terms of taking care of holding, protecting the ball and stuff. But also, we're running a lot of screens early, and a lot of th- we're getting success with them. But also, we're starting to kind of bank on the screens a little much, and that tended to haunt us later in the game. So we need it helps us early. But you could see the Atlanta Falcons and and uh, their D coordinator Dean Pease, well, they were ready for the screen game. Well, yesterday. yeah, and, and I thought those screens hurt us um, last year in our play calling because I thought he was running them a little bit too much. But I thought overall, Dave Njoku, I thought he had a uh, I thought he had a decent game. He had five catches again yesterday. Yeah, five uh, catches, 72, 71, yeah, yeah, 71, 72 yards and uh but you're right uh angry can he, he just he's just got to protect the ball Guys, i mean you he, can't he, he, you he, can't I, look he, we were taught in pop warner football yeah. how to secure the ball how yeah. to hold the ball you look at it these running around there with that ball so exposed there but okay we turned the ball over angry ken's upset the fans are screaming and that what and we Boy, we had a lot of fans there too yesterday. Well, we oh, had a lot of fans down there. Always show up. We're angry all over the country. And the Falcons score it's 10 nothing, but I'm going to tell you something as a fan watching that game, I still had hope. I said this is going to be a big drive for the Browns. Let's see what they can do and I had faith. I think as Browns fans, that's one thing we've got is faith. And we drive the ball right down the field. Chubb starts dominating and the Browns start showing their running game. And then let's watch how we score our first touchdown. What a play. Yeah, loving uh, Jacoby here. It looked like you, big dog. Yeah. It looked like you. Thank you. Age is getting <laughs> yeah. you, top dog. I love you, brother. Thanks. Boy, what a great run by Jacoby here. He I mean, what a down. great run. I mean, what he did to the defenders was just unbelievable. I, you could, People could say what they want to say about him, but this particular play was just great. Watch him right here. He fakes the run. He, he fakes like he's going to throw the ball to draw the defenders to him. Then he cuts outside, and he's able, Bernie, to get in the end zone for a score there. Well, and, and he's not predetermining what he's doing. I love how you said he fake pumped it to Kareem Hunt there. Um, actually, I think he was looking to throw it to him. Okay. <laughs> and that's okay yeah, because you, yeah. you're able to, to pull it back, not make the mistake because he sees 27 dipping underneath him. So to have the, the presence and the vision to see the peripheral around Kareem Hunt, not and, to make the mistake. And then 
for that big body of yeah. his to have that athleticism and, to make that move. And, and what he did, and what he was smart enough to do, BK, if, if, and if anyone was watching the game, when he did that fake, he knew what the defenders was going to do. Both of them went up in the air, and they tried to block the ball. And he knew once he got them off their feet, that was enough room for him to make his cut around. I could have made that cut right now yeah. once I got them off their feet and go in the end zone I'm for the score. I'm yeah. chuckling this stuff here because <laughs> one of the things I have that I, I've been wanting to say through the course of today and the, the show is in the heat of battle, yeah, yeah. guys revert yeah. to who they are. And even though myself, who is massively slower than yeah. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. <laughs> okay, and I, I, uh, nobody feared me when I ran. But even though when I would run and I would fake throw it like that, <laughs> defensive guys, they can't help themselves. they got to jump up and stuff. And it, it allows you that ability to duck underneath them, just like Jacoby Well, did. to come to your defense real quick before I go back to angry. You know, but they, I mean, I think uh, I don't think no one's going to be afraid of Jacoby Brissett running the football either. So I think you two, I, I think you'll get him in a, in a well, race. Yeah. The way he's got that, that, yeah. that a third and one, a fourth and one quarterback sneak, he's got that but, a little better. But, 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 but I'll tell you what, as angry Ken goes as a fan you're sitting there and you're loving the heart of this guy I know Hanford he's winning you over I'm hearing him winning you over but he's got the fan base and we like the fact that he's showing a lot of moxie he's a leader in that huddle that play was great and as a fan you're thinking to yourself we're going to come back and win this we need our defense to step up they do and just like that the Browns get the ball again they're on a drive Jacoby with a great quarterback sneak then a nice 15 yard run by Chubb and then we tried to fool him with the Njoku end around. I know that was a play that was supposed to be good, but it ends up leading to this spectacular pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Looking up in the sun, guys, tell us what you're seeing here. Great play. So gorgeous. And you can see here, we talked about this on the podcast last week. Um, and, and and Big Dave, one of our our um, one of our clips that you carved out. How last week I love throwing the ball deep on second and one, third and one, third and one here on the plus side of the fifty yard line, where you're absolutely able to go for it on fourth down. So you know that if you don't get the big bomb on third down like this, you still have fourth down in your hip pocket with the great Nick Chubb or with the 95 to 99 percentile of success rate with Jacoby Brissett doing a quarterback sneak over Ethan Postnick, um, the success rate's there. So you're able to take these chances. So I absolutely love this play call to give us a chance to nail nail a touchdown like that. Well, I want to give a, a big play a lot of credit for pulling this play out because I, I just thought it was an excellent play. And we have to give the coaches credit on this one, Angry Ken. I mean, we just have to give them credit because if you watch uh, DPJ, if you watch him where he lined up, he was on the hash right there. Gave himself plenty of room to um, – come back to the corner. That's why I think the corner, I don't know what he was thinking about because he was in an outside technique and he should have stayed in the outside technique because mm. he, he have to come back outside because he was so far in. I'm talking about his alignment. Right. So, it, and then that catch, you got to give uh, Jacoby Brissett a lot of credit too. Oh, That's he dropped the roll. He dropped a dime right in the in bucket. There, but, right in there. But to, but to the uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and from the inside hash running that corner out where we talk about the corner should absolutely know that he's going to be trending outside with that inside release yeah. um, um, alignment yeah. from, from the snap. But if you remember last week, the David Njoku touchdown, it was the exact yeah. same alignment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Inside edge of the numbers, 
And so those guys were studying film so I could see during the course of the week them saying, hey, even though it's the inside edge of the numbers, they're going to push you outside and come back to the seam like that we got the touchdown with Chief last week. So you put the the, uh, the corner overplayed, Donovan, people. All don't. right. So, all right. Hey, Afri, you want to give the coaches credit. That's a nice call. I did think so. <laughs> I think you but agree with now me on we, that Now we're right there on the two-yard line, three-yard line. Let's punch it in. Go to halftime, up 14 to 10. But where's the play calling? Where's the play calling? We got a team that can run the ball in. What do we do? Oh, we're going to throw it. Now we got a holding penalty. We're back. We have to settle for a field goal. It's halftime, 10 to 10. And as a fan, you're thinking to yourself, we should be winning 21 to 10. Guys, what are the players thinking at halftime? What were you thinking? What do you think they're thinking at halftime? Well, at halftime, um, I haven't even gotten to halftime yet because – um, to be 10-10, all things considered, yeah. that's not the uh, end of the world. Yeah. So we're thinking about it from yeah. a player perspective. Yeah. You don't want to look in the rearview mirror. You want to learn from the rearview mirror, but you're really thinking about where we're at and what I need to do to get the W. From that, But from the perspective of, of coaching, play calling, time yeah. management right there, that's absolutely something. That yeah. uh, coaches and people, we yeah. want that back. We yeah. had we had our, our yeah. full array of timeouts down yeah. there. Yeah. We were down, you know, basically at the one yard line. We we've been talking about our success rate and our physicalness, and we talked about last week the need to show our physicalness and 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 dominate because that is the strength of our team. We've talked at length on the podcast about our abilities to pick up a yard when we want a yard. Um, Marty Schottenheimer, I keep saying this almost weekly now, championship teams, when you want a yard, you could get a yard. Yeah. And that it, it, mindset, especially with those timeouts, yeah. I know people say 30 yeah. seconds, yeah. 20 seconds, but yeah. when you have that array of timeouts, yeah. you're able to you're able I, to take advantage and, of the and, running game. And I think real quick, I, I think I think what happened was uh, when you go in for halftime, um, uh, Ken, angry Ken, Bernie, I think you agree with me on this. Obviously, there was a lot of mistakes made uh, during the first half. A lot of mistakes made. So what you, what we're all trying to do is we're all trying to get together and we're trying to correct those mistakes. We, we know we got another whole half to play. So we want to make sure that we don't make those same mistakes again. So we still think we can win this ball game. We're still in the ball game. Uh, again, you talked about it. We got a 10-10 score. So really, the score is 0-0. Let's go out the second half. Let's not create. Let's not make any uh, more mistakes and let's create some uh, big plays and let's go out and take so this ball. Fans around the country, 10-10. We're not feeling great, but we're feeling like we pretty much are in control of this game. Falcons are going to take the opening kick in the second half. Let's just show some good D, which we do. All right, now we got the ball back. Let's just run it down their throats. Let's own the line. What do we do? We pass incomplete, half the punt. Back it goes over to the Falcons. And this is where Denzel Ward did have a great interception, guys. But the Browns can't move. Cade York, 45-yard field goal. The kid comes through. Browns take the lead 13-10. We're not happy as fans, but we're feeling like, all right, we should be in control. And then this is where... Guys, coaching, coaching, coaching. <laughs> Falcons take the ball, and they hand it off. Play number one, 10 yards. Play number two, five yards. Play number three, five yards. They just run it right down. Right down. Where's the defensive coordinator? Where's the adjustment? They ran 10 straight plays right down our throats and scored a touchdown. And and we, as fans, we were beyond angry. The meter's about to explode over here. That's how I was yesterday. Hanford, where's the adjustment? 
Well, we knew going into this ball game that they were uh, they could run the football, and uh, they had a kid over there, and 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 this was was crazy to me the whole time. He wasn't even in the ball game; he was on the sideline. And you you said it right off the bat; they ran the ball down our throat, and I just couldn't believe uh, uh, BK watching this team run the ball on us ten straight time didn't try to throw it all they did was turn around hand the ball off and they were getting whops of yards I'm talking about 10 yards nine yards eight yards of pop what they did was they gave us some of our own medicine, medicine. because what we do is we're able to run the that's football on team that's our game and they they, they flipped the script on us it yes. was a guy they just picked up they just signed them off the practice squad so Hanford, when when you're on defense and they're running it down your throat and you can't stop them, what what do you do in the secondary as a cornerback? How how do you make any adjustment to try to stop him? Well, we really can't make the adjustment because what we have to do is we have to we're we have the mindset that at some point what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to flip a play action pass on us. They want to draw us in, draw us up, and I knew. I thought it was going to be a problem with us because I was seeing uh, Joe Woods' defense pretty much that whole time when they were doing all that. He was doing everything he could, bring those guys up in the box, meaning uh, the safeties, uh, the linebackers, bring them up to the line of scrimmage. And I kept saying to myself, I said, boy, I'm really worried because there's a chance. You know, once you do that, they pop one through there, you can forget it. He's gone. But, Dave, to your question to Hanford and stuff, that one of the things that that happened – Atlanta gets up to a 10-0 start. First quarter, they're running the ball, they're moving the ball really good. But from the, from the point that it was 10-0, starting the second quarter, the Atlanta Falcons had six total yards six. in the second six. quarter. They did not get a, a – they got a first down in the yeah. first quarter. Yeah. They did not get a first down again till seven minutes to go left in the third quarter. Yep. Okay, so, yes – Joe Woods and that situation looked bad from the late third quarter and fourth quarter that we're talking about. But from his adjustments from late first quarter to mid-third quarter, what he was doing, Dave, to your question, he was walking up the safety yes. flat out, yes. making a tight eight-man box. Like, to Hanford's point, yeah. daring you yeah. to play action pass and throw deep. Yeah. But Atlanta wasn't doing that. Running. And this is kind of to angry Ken's point, and I'm not trying to feed your hostility you or feed your it. anger here. But, you know, we talk about us guys being older and kind of maybe knowing some situations, knowing players as a quarterback, knowing that you need to score on the road no matter what on the first drive. Yeah. If you have that opportunity to... Also, too, like being older and stuff, we know so many of the different staffs, systems, coaches within the league. Like the uh, um, Arthur Smith, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, um, the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons yeah. is Dave Ragone, yeah. quarterback from St. Ignatius Saint High School yeah. under uh, Coach Kyle. Okay, good, I'm, coach, good coach. Okay, good coach, a great coach. coach. Like coach, they, coach, you know, he's a tough guy. You know, they're gonna run the ball. They, they are built like the Cleveland Browns. So. They actually ran the ball 14 straight times during that sequence. <laughs> during that okay. sequence. But here's what, guys, as a fan, here's what's frustrating. That five straight runs, and we know, all right, you get caught a little flat-footed, momentums, but then the quarter ends. So you're thinking, okay, now we got two minutes to regroup on the sideline. There's got to be an adjustment. No adjustment. Five more runs. Touchdown. Falcons go up 17-13, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh. 
Browns, what can we possibly do here? But you know what? We go back to our tendency, what we said we should be doing all along. Run the ball, Chubb. Nice six-yard gain. Chubb catches a pass for nine yards. Chubb for three. Najoku. And then, that I'll, I'll tell you what, this was a great play right here when Chubb takes the, the, the run around left end. Guys, this is when a fan, you're thinking, all right, they finally are recognizing we can run the ball. Well, that's where Chubb is just so good. And one of my that was keys, a fantastic one, response. One of one Drive. of my keys to the game was continue to do what we do best in order to win this game, and that's run the football. And I thought we just had to hammer them because when you're able to run the football, you keep their offense off the field. But boy, when you look at Chubb, he has the ability, he has the vision to see a hole, and when he see that hole, Bernie, he will just hit it. Yeah, he hits it. The, the offensive line gashing holes there. The, the scheme with the personnel group, um, Jacoby Brissett, seeing the weakness in the defensive front to be, able to, to be able to run the weak side zone off tackle there and basically untouched to not seeing guys till the 20-yard line. I mean, that's, that's artistic. That's typically what you do on Friday's practice against your scout team when they're not allowed and, to hit anybody. And, and you have to be happy for him because, obviously, he was playing at home, and you looked in the stand, his mom was there, and then also he had his high school team was there. So it was kind of cool love to it. see him. But the only thing he did, he just didn't. We Lo- just didn't get the love win. Love it, mm-hmm. love it, love it. So, you know, now as a Browns fan – you're hoping that you only got about one minute to go in the game. There's still nine minutes and 51 seconds on the clock. There's a chance. There's a chance. We, but we're up now. We're up. Let's just hold them. Browns have the 2017 lead. Let's give it to the Falcons. And then you got Avery Williams for 21 yards on a catch. Algier with a 42-yard run. But Mariota, he was trying to give us the game. He muffs the snap. Browns stiffen inside the 10. Field goal 20-20. We're thinking, okay, 7-19 to play. Let's just Ball control, run it down the field. Maybe we can run out the <laughs> clock, but no, we have to punt. And where's the special teams coaching here? I got to tell you something. Ronnie Harrison, watch this. Instead of letting the ball go down to the one yard, and, and you might say, okay, they come back down with a big pass if Falcons in a moment here. But I'm telling you, it's a much different call when you're on the one-yard line versus the nine-yard line. Guys, is this coaching? Is this coaching? Well, you, you know, that, uh, I was frustrated with that one. I mean, I was really frustrated with that one because I, I, there was still some yardage left on that. And, and you were taught uh, – I, I played some special teams, but I, even I know this on special teams. You're taught that, first of all, you go and you get in front of the ball. So, I mean, you're facing the ball and you're facing – your back is to the end zone. So what you want to do is you let the ball hit – but you make sure you're in a position where you could stop the ball from going into the end zone. But no, he just didn't do that. He he panicked. I think he panicked, and he just grabbed the ball. What was it on the nine, nine or something? Yard line. Nine, nine yard line. There's a big difference between the nine yard line and one yard line. Angry Ken, I'm not trying to. I'm not <laughs> trying to cover for the coaches and stuff, and I'm not absolutely trying to dog the players, and I'm not trying to dog Ronnie Harrison. But as players. We need to know that. Yeah. Okay, we're the pros. Yeah. Okay, we need to know that. We also, it we are pros, okay, but it does happen, okay? We do sometimes get nervous. We are anxious out there, and he, he made a... He did. He made it what, what it looks like an anxious All right. mistake. All right, so but, now... And, and so, even though he did, I mean, as as a defensive player, you got to have the mindset, so, okay, let's go. 
we still we still have to go out here okay. and let's go. Gotta sure, go we would have wanted it on the two-yard line, like you said, but it's on the nine. Let's go out here let's and let's stop them. So our defense, we're, all right, Joe Woods had a chance to catch his breath. He's going to coach up Denzel Ward. We know what's happened in the past. It can't possibly happen again. <laughs> well, this, but no, let's show the play. This was crazy. I mean, this Breaking was absolutely crazy. Breaking up Brown's crazy. hearts across the country. This was crazy. I, I I just don't understand uh, how this how this receiver because when you look at it, coaching they only coaching. have two receivers out in the route. Two receivers going deep. Okay, you have the one uh, over on the left, and then you have the one that's going toward the post. And you just can't let a guy like this in this situation be this wide open. And not only was it wide open, now on the tackle we grab him by his face mask. Now we not only are we looking at a big game from them. Now we're looking at an extra. 15 yards and boy that one hurt i mean look what look what they started for we have them on the what's the nine yard line yeah well i just finished complimenting dave ragone and arthur <laughs> smith and stuff let me just say in their defense that to hanford's point that was a two-man route eight guys blocking the quarterback throwing oh there's no way on god's earth i would run these routes because versus zone there's no way on god's earth that should be should open. be open okay what i find fascinating with this is when i watched this on the tv copy yesterday this eerily reminded me of what i thought the issue was with the jets with the cover four the quarters coverage where both were nobody ended up with the deep guy on this one. We both ended up of with both guys both on the of deep them. one. I actually though I was listening to the uh, post game press conference, and I heard uh, Denzel talk about though though that was cover three, in the Jets game I think that was cover four quarters cover. So in cover three, Denzel has deep the deep third. third so deep third. he does not have the guy on the thirty two so, yard line if that's cover three. So we want to know as fans is that Denzel's. If it's cover three, no. Then what happened? Was it who, wh where was we can't keep going on? This is the fourth week. Somebody's got to tell me and the angry fans around the country who blew that coverage. It can't. It's communications, miscommunication, miscommunication, miscommunication. So then it's coaching. Uh, you talk to them. It's miscommunication. It's been miscommunication. I for want the, no miscommunication it's, it's here. Been, mm -hmm. It's been miscommunication for the past three weeks, right now. And miscommunication. Last year was miscommunic That's what's the crazy part about it. The past three weeks has been miscommunication between them and the in the and second. And why half. that gets open though, but Ken, why that play gets open with just two men two. versus a cover three two. is because they ran those fourteen <laughs> plays two. beforehand in a row and if you see the play action fake on that play has the linebackers justifiably so sucking up into the line of scrimmage then when they realize that it is a play action pass not a run they're scrambling turning their <sighs> ass back yeah. and getting into their <laughs> zones locked they, they got no depth they got right, no right, right. They're depth panic. they're slot. panicking now all of a sudden yeah, they're, they're panicking around. Yes. guys this isn't Patrick Mahomes <laughs> this isn't Tom Brady this isn't Aaron Rodgers this is Marcus Mariota and now we're down there but I got to give credit we, we got to hold them. The defense got to stiffen, stiffen and uh, Stefanski, good use of timeouts, put us in a position where we just had to hope that they we can hold them with a field goal, which we did. And yeah, nice we, tackle by Jacob Phillips Jacob on Phillips, third, that was third a great, and good, one to great, make that. Great play. And, and, and by the way, Angry, can, I have to say this. We really, really missed Anthony Walker yesterday. I mean, we really miss him. And, and Phillips uh, did a great job. I mean, he played. I thought he played a good game. He, a game. he showed his speed. Mm -hmm. 
but you miss a guy like Anthony Walker because he is the leader of that defense. Yeah, especially in a physical run game. I, again, I like Jacob Phillips a lot, his yeah. athleticism, but he's more tall and yeah. lanky. And yeah. in run-stopping yeah. modes, you, yeah. you want to be a little short and stockier to, to address those, those, de- those offensive linemen coming out after. All right, so we hold him. As a Browns fan, you're like, okay, we got one last chance. Jacoby, this is your chance to show us you're a starting quarterback in this league. <laughs> Lay that on you, buddy. Come on in the huddle. We know he had to have some inspirational words. The Browns are going to come down. I'm actually at this point thinking we're going to win. I think we're going to just run the ball right down their throats, and we're going to win this actually, game. Actually, if you went back before that sack on, so you have a second and five. Really, where if I was if I was Jacoby today in the quarterback, or I was Coach Stefanski, I'd be suicidal. Okay, suicidal, and I hate to say that. I'm not unfortunately not saying that in jest either. Is to be on the 41 yard line at that time of the game, okay, and be the quarterback. Okay, now this is my game. Now, okay, this is I'm taking over here. I'm going to make sure hell or high water. I am getting on the right side of the 40-yard line, especially with Cade York. Give us a chance. Okay, there's – God, that we ran too yeah. many we, – yeah. we were running a lot of screens. They were ready for it yesterday. Dean Pease again. This is a, a yeah. guy I know so yeah. well. I've been against the guy my whole damn career. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? In the heat of battle, they do what they do. Okay, so I, you know they're going to be a savvy for those screens and that stuff. Um, they were wore down. They're a little undersized defensive line. Like our after they ran the fourteen plays in a row. I mean, um, they they wore us down. Same principle. Same principle. We had we, well, had, we had time to run. And this is why this is why I was shocked uh, uh, on this sack because on that particular sack, and I know this is interception, but I'm gonna get to that. But the sack. I, I, you never see this happen to. Yeah, uh, go back to that sack. You know where he came. Here. You know where he came right through. You know who, who was the who gave up the sack? Joe Petonio, number seventy-five. And you never see Joe Petonio give up a sack. I mean, he, the guy just watch him right on the inside. Watch, shake him off. Look, boom, right there. Come in there and get him. Joe Petonio, number seventy-five. You see him right there. He and you know he knows that we don't have to say anything to him. He he realized that a crucial. Uh, uh, point in this ball game you can't give up a sack so that hurt us now we go to the uh to the play this is the final play of the ball game Jacoby Brissett right also here. though before that I think Jacoby I'm, I'm all in on yeah. you I love how you've been playing yeah. but at yeah. that point on the 45 yard line man we we got to chuck that rock away yeah but okay, you know what we, but we have can't to, take we it. have to throw can't that take ball it. away can't take but you know what though man. he, he, had, he had, earlier on that drive guys and I'm thinking as a fan just run the clock down he had a great 20 yard pass to David Bell we don't have that clip it was actually a good play and then another seven yards to DPJ that's what got us down to the 41 yard line to begin with we still had a minute and 30 to go so we had plenty of time to run it but then well then we just saw unravel all right Bernie, this, this is not the first time this has happened on a game-winning drive with Brissett. what's going through his head here when he knows we have Cade York we he can he can kick a bomb what's going through Brissett's head where he's throwing it this long all right so I I so want to be on the sidelines or in the coach's ears during the week. Okay, because right here now, okay, it's third and 23. Okay, we know Dean Pease. Okay, we're going to set, he's going to set the picket fence around the first down markers. Look at all those guys around the 30 yard line right there. Okay, 
Now we know we have Cade York, and we know we could probably – we don't want to kick a 60-yard field goal, a 55-yard field goal. But, okay, but you know from, you've got – probably yeah. got to be thinking two downs. Look at the 45-yard line Pick on the left hash yardage. right there. Yeah. Hey, you know from your pre-snap alignment, okay, you're able to talk to the quarterback. You see seven guys around the other 30-yard line. They're rushing four. You know with time like that, your underneath con flare control is going to have uh, space 10 yards downfield, and you know he's going to have a plethora of room to run right there. So – we have time. Um, we had time to get up to the line of scrimmage, and either kick a field goal or go for it. But he actually has time here to run another ten yards and probably even get out but, of but, bounds. But Bernie, doesn't somebody shouldn't Stefanski shouldn't somebody be reminding him of this? Yeah, I need it's to. I, I want to do this. It's <laughs> yeah. coaching, and there it is. And there's nothing worse than a Browns fan. You want to talk about what makes the meter explode? When you see the other team, after you've dominated time of possession, you've dominated the line of scrimmage when you have the ball, and you're seeing Marcus Mariota in the victory formation taking a knee. My head was going to explode it off hurts. my shoulders. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, that one really hurt. I mean, you know it's over then. You know it's over. And you know what, guys? As a fan, my final rant on this is dysfunctional. It's a dysfunctional team. It seems like it's dysfunctional at the top. We've got too many people talking about analytics. I don't remember Hank Stram looking at the analytics. I don't remember Myers Schottenheimer looking at the analytics. Sam Ritigliano, you know what? There comes a time when a coach has to take over and coach. Man, talk about an overreaction from angry Ken over there. What's he talking about? Well, you know what? All right. Hanford, come on. Well, I have to say this. I... I agree with him a little bit because uh, I, I I think you as a coach I, I want I need a feel for the game I you know I, I know what the analytics say I know what the numbers say but the hell with the numbers I have to get a feel for the game and I have to get a feel uh, if it's on offense I got to get get a feel for my uh, quarterback and how the game is flowing on defense I got to get a I have to get a feel for my defense. But don't tell me about that analytics bullshit. I mean, I, I mean, I think <laughs> these coaches are outsmarting. They're trying to be. They're too smart right now yeah. with all this crazy stuff. You see the same thing happen. Uh, uh, everybody have their opinion about the uh, Baltimore game. Who's in our division? I mean, you're gonna tell me that Harbaugh shouldn't have kicked and took the points? Is he crazy? He has lost so, his mind. I don't care if your defense is not playing well. There's too many things could happen. You know, a, a fumble or interception or anything that could happen to stop those guys. In the worst case scenario, they score a uh, field goal and you go in overtime. Well, that's a to to angry Ken to your point. I want to be so bummed out today, and I am bummed yeah, out. Yeah. But I still uh, yeah. is christening in my head is the words of. Mark Marty Schottenheimer in days like this. And as much as we don't want to remember it, we had a few days like this yeah. early in our seasons too. And yeah, yes, it's basically the end of the first quarter of the year after four games and stuff. Okay, guys, but but it's still, we're two and two. It's not optimal. We should conceivably be four and oh, but 
our division was a disaster this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a gift from Santa Claus. Yeah. The Ravens and the Steelers again. So other than the Bengals getting a win, we're still as bad as we feel today. We're still right in the heart of well, it, and still amazingly in first place. What well, that that that's out that you know what that's the only way we're making it is two and two right now. That's what we as Browns fans we gotta say. But last thing, one last thing from Angry Ken. How about some emotion from Kevin Stefanski? They can't just go up there at the press conference and say, "Well, it's on me. Well, it's on me. Well, it's he, on me." He showed some. Let me tell you what he showed some. You remember when he went for it on fourth down line and we didn't make it? <laughs> he showed Showed some emotions. That it wasn't the emotions that. He hey, hey, so by, wait, wait, no, before you go, the coach, but the Ke- Kevin, yeah, but Kevin, I, I, from a QB perspective, from a player perspective, it's easier said than done. I love how he gets up there and falls on the sword. Yeah. Okay. I like he. He says yeah. he didn't mince words. It, I want to do it better. It's on I me. I want to do it. It's, it's on me. me. So on me. I really yeah. love that. And yeah. I'm not sure because I have screwed up in interviews and yeah. I have a certain mannerisms at yeah. time. And now with some of this uh, brain concussion stuff going on, you, you get lost sometimes in interviews. Well, you know, okay, that- but, but I want to say to, uh, to Jacoby's press conference yesterday and to Coach Stefanski's. You know, we talked about it after the first podcast, and I and I really like Jacoby. Okay? I, I, I like really him like too. him a lot. I like him too. Um, and I so loved the emotion and after the first game of winning and and, and the tears that were coming yeah. out of of emotion for that. Um, again, I, I hate to keep saying when I played, but when I lost a game like that yesterday, and whether I was right or wrong or it was my fault or not. And I threw a pick at the end of the game. You take responsibility. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. I would, I would want to be suicidal. I yeah. would want to impale yeah. myself on the first and yeah. ten spikes before yeah. showing up at that press conference. Yeah. But if I show up at that press conference, hell would freeze over before yeah. I smile and laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Now sometimes yeah. in nervousness, I I laugh and I ain't really yeah. mean it like that. But I want my players, I want my teammates, I want the organization, I want everybody to know I live and die with this damn gang yeah. and this team. Yeah. Yeah. And not and there's I know there's bet there's a lot of things going on in this world. There's a lot of things that are more important than a yeah. football game. Yeah. But when I'm yeah. playing, not yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay. The, the, and I want everybody yeah. to know that the, the, that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. So, you know, at four fifteen yeah. and I'm at that press conference. Yeah. I literally wanted to die yeah. if I didn't come out with the right side of it. And I wanted my teammates and the whole yeah. organization yeah. to feel like that because it matters. Yeah. The whole Your yeah. whole day is yeah. predicated yeah. today. Your yeah. whole week is what happens on Sunday. And, and, and Bernie, I, Before I kick it to you, Gabby, the thing I just want to say is, is, Jet, is that you're absolutely right, Ken. I mean, we're two and two, Bernie, we're two and two. And uh, we just have to forget it. We just have to forget it, have a short memory on it. We got to turn around. We got to uh, get ready this week. And, and uh, let's just go out and let's win this one. Before we switch gears, I actually did want to ask one question that was sort of floating around on Twitter. The impact that Miles Garrett and Clowney could have made, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, God. I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't know personally. Uh, obviously, you always want to have those guys. Miles is the leader of this defense. Uh, Clowney is uh, also a leader of this defense. And those two guys, just their present, rushing the, uh, rushing the quarterback. But they didn't beat us pretty much throwing the football. They beat us running the football. But obviously, you always want those guys. But right now, what's very important for Miles is to just get him healthy again. We're just happy to have him. And then Clowney, I think uh, we just 
hopefully he'll be back because he almost – I think there was a chance that he was going to play yesterday, but uh, hopefully he'll be back this week. I absolutely think it had a factor yesterday. That 14 uh, running plays in a row, the wearing down of our defense towards the end of it, I actually thought Joe Woods in the second quarter and third quarter actually made good run game adjustments to neutralize the Atlanta um, running game, but they wore us out and having – Miles Garrett and Javian Clowney yesterday, I think would have added to our depth and our ability to stop the run and it would have neutered them in their attempt to wear us down like they did at the end. Well, speaking of Miles getting healthy, we have seen some other players that we want to see healthy. Uh, let's talk about some of the concussion protocols that we've seen in the last week, because not just the Tua situation, which we'll definitely hone in on. I know, Bernie, you were mentioning a Vikings player that uh, the training staff gave him the the smelling salts to bring him back to life. We also saw, I think it was last night in the Bucks game, um, one of their tight ends went out with concussive symptoms and then got put back in the game only to be pulled a few plays later and ruled out due to concussion. So let's talk about that that Tua situation and the the Viking situation. What are your thoughts? You know, it's it's. Uh, I think yesterday was October second. The year is 2022. And I thought I was having a flashback because I played in the first London Bowl, me and Hanford Dixon did in 1989 <laughs> in Wembley Stadium. Yes. We played the Philadelphia Eagles over there. <laughs> and in, in the 80s, the, the concussion treatments and, and the way they handled stuff was, was very archaic. And we talked about in the podcast here earlier about in the old days, that I used to have in my in my uh, a pocket in my pants of smelling salt. So when I was knocked out and conscious with the concussions, it would bring stuff, you back, wouldn't it? It would bring you back right away. Well, that's now illegal. You're not allowed to do that. Kids don't do that. If you have a concussion, if you're unconscious, you don't need the ammonia no. smelling salts no. to bring you back for the short term like that. But it's been outlawed and illegal for quite a few years in the yeah. league. And to be watching the damn game in 2022 yeah. in London yesterday and to see a guy from the Vikings come to the sidelines. And, and, and the tweet is coming out from a great doctor, Dr. Chris Nowinski, who's an ex-WWE wrestler and is amazing, amazing in what he's doing and checking out for traumatic brain injury. Um, for him to have picked up on that, and you could see right there the smelling salts. <laughs> um, and that's about all you really need to get a quick um, sense back into your head. And I can still remember, again, me being able to do that, to come up with a, a quick running play to get a little more time to, to separate yourself so that you could get your faculties back behind you. But it's amazing to me that that stuff is still, still happening today, 2022. Yeah, and, and I think the issue, too, is that you know, it's not just the one hit you're risking when you put the player back out there. I think with all the brain health and all of the research that's come out, you know, even since your playing days, is the fact that you're really running a high risk of serious brain damage when you put somebody yeah. back out with the potential of a second concussion. Oh, so yeah. So like the thing with Tua was just unfathomable to me. And to, to have finished my career with the Dolphins, to... to to know a lot of the medical staff down there, to know some of, some of the guys that are, that are involved in, in that decision and stuff. And then um, to see Tua, it's probably too graphic to put up there and yeah. stuff, but to see Tua on the field with his fingers contorted like yeah. this, yeah. Um, a thing called fencing, which is a midbrain um, for a traumatic brain disorder where you actually have issues and... and, and 
um, contusions in the middle part of your brain, which causes um, uh, peri your peripheral nerves and your extremities to yeah. basically freeze up. Heck, if you really, if you watch close on these podcasts and stuff, heck, the first podcast that we did, you, you could see in my fingers. This happens to me sometimes. I mean, I try mask the, to really mask and stuff, but... You know, Angry Ken was asking, what the hell are you doing with your fingers? I go, I have no idea. That stuff just happened. I'm not laughing. I thought you was getting ready to say it happened to you up here while we were up here. I said, what the hell? Did I hit you in the head or something? No, <laughs> no just joking. Yeah, just I'm kidding, no, B. Yeah, just kidding. I mean, you know? Those are the types of things. I, let that, me, let that me, happened that, me, uh, that us guys that we're trying to yeah, mask through yeah. this and stuff. And I'll, right I'll now. say this really quick. I, I, I think what the NFL, what they have to do is you have to protect the player from themselves. Because, you know, as players, we think we're, we just want to go out. We're invincible. We just want to go out there and we want to play. And uh, if you if you ask us on the sideline if we're okay, we're going to tell you yes. You know, we're going to pretty much tell you yes, we want to go back in the uh, ball game. I think that's why you have to protect the players from themselves. Absolutely. I yeah. use that phrase all the time. Yeah. Protect us players from ourselves. And by yeah. the way, when you're asking us who are concussed and stuff yeah. or with the brain injuries and that, we really aren't within yeah. our faculty. So I actually love when they say, well, you told yeah. me you were OK. Yeah. Well, yeah. I absolutely have no idea what the hell's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. OK, it's just a complete yeah. bluff reaction to try to get through this situation because you really don't know what's happening to you. I mean, we could go down a path on this, and I absolutely could digress into this because this is hot, hot and center for for me right now to see to see the effects of stuff that I'm going through for some of my teammates, some of my my friends and stuff, and to see younger kids in their early mid twenties and knowing what's going to happen between I'm 58 years old, so to know what's going to happen to Tua between age 25. Mm -hmm. And if he can make age 58, uh, heck, I'm wearing a, a shirt today with uh, um, uh, some of the products I use to help uh, in my, my therapy for, for uh, non-narcotic spray relief. But I have a picture up here of one of the linemen, uh, Michael Kofer. Let me see if I can get that on there. Michael Kofer, Sakami. I have quite a few shots of guys like this that are basically knocking me out here. And for there's a stat that guys who've played more than seven years in the league, life expectancy is 57 years old. Michael Kofer's not with us. Um, Chris Dolman, mm. um, Reggie White, Jerome Brown. I mean, I had so many amazing guys that, that, that used to sack you that we played with mm -hmm. that should still be with us that have suffered so many of the effects, and a lot of it stems from, from the... Uh, the traumatic brain injuries mm -hmm. that start affecting our bodies now mm -hmm. and to see what these guys, what we're going through and to see that it's still happening mm -hmm. and to see that the same people are still involved in making these decisions. Heck, I went, when we started doing some of our concussion therapy and our concussion settlements and we would go to the NFL doctors, I mean, to be a doctor's, I mean, a doctor's neurologist, heck, I remember one of mine, it was the, uh, an impartial third-party doctor from from the Columbus Blue Jackets, the the um, the, mm -hmm. the hockey team, and he says to you, "God, you're part of a lost generation. You're part of a generation that's you should be proud that it's never going to happen to you again. That nobody's going to get treated as bad as you did, but unfortunately, the league is kind of hoping that you just die off, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. this uh, issue goes away." 
And I'm thinking to myself, God, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But that's the, you know, that's a team doctor. Uh, that's an NFL doc telling me that. But at least in, in a demented way, I'm not overly proud of this. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, dog, I'm thinking, well, at least I'm, he's going to say that uh, on the concussion settlement that you are sick mm -hmm. and that you're going to at least get some of the compensation. Yeah. So not only does he say that he's waiting, that part of the league is waiting for us to die, but then he also denies and says that we're bluffing, oh, says that I'm bluffing. I, I, how do these guys live with themselves? Yeah, find a way not to give us what's truly deserved. Well, yeah. or, and or to find out, yeah. to admit, so that we could actually know some way to get some help yeah, that yeah. isn't narcotic-based, therapy, or surgery-based, mm -hmm. that's actually shortening our, life's, our life and amplifying the issues that are happening within our heads. So We'll definitely yeah. be diving down this rabbit hole a little bit more in future episodes. I know, Bernie, you have the most to say about it. Um, but let's kind of wrap up here. We're going to throw it to Angry Ken. We're going to look ahead with the Chargers coming into town. So, Angry Ken, take it away. Well, as you can see, the hood's off. The sunglasses are off. I got the victory chain on in anticipation of next week. The Chargers come in. It's a conference game. As a Browns fan, we're resilient. But we got to take a look at the 1986-87 Browns. And let's, let's, let's start it out. This is a great play. Burrito Webster Slaughter. 30 seconds. Take us through this touchdown. And roll the clip. Bernie back in the pocket throws. Oh, slant yeah. to touchdown to Webster. Yeah, you know what? Webster, me and Webster used to love to throw the fade or the slant. Okay, against that was press coverage up there. If, Dave, if you run that back again for young quarterbacks, like I absolutely know I'm throwing it to Webster. Okay, Webster's at the top left of the screen. Go back to the beginning again, Dave. If you watch it for young quarterbacks out there, you're basically getting on the screen. You're going to see me looking straight to the right. You're going to be looking right. So everybody thinks I'm throwing to the right. That takes the safety that's on the left hash where that referee is, but he's about 10 yards down the field. That makes him come down to the bottom of your screen to the right, knowing that that's going to make it like stealing. Well, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how Webster got in, inside, too, because if you look at the corner, he's got an inside technique trying to keep him outside. But yeah. you know what that is? It must have been a great route. Oh, that must have been. It so was. We, so I'm a anal on how you do releases. Okay, yeah. I'm obsessive on that, and it's just something with, if I was working with the – receivers today i'd be so look how he's got he, three he, yards up the field he's we got don't dance field. at the line of yeah, scrimmage yeah, yeah, we get yeah. into their face yeah. down the field and i always throw fades i yell at those uh, defensive backs yeah telling them how i'm gonna throw bombs yeah. on them i you talk to them so much that they keep they even though they don't believe you it's stuck in their well, head I, and then you slip those well i have to say this in. real quick before we go to angry uh, ken over there but uh that was a pretty good route but it was a even better throw. Well, you know what? This, hey, so for, um, for you younger I'm, fans, I'm biased. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, you know what? For you younger fans, what we're trying to do with the, with this show is we're getting into the minds of Hanford and Bernie. These guys are legends, yeah. and there's so much we could learn from them. And uh, we love the way we're breaking it down. But let's let's take a look because we saw Jacoby scrambling. I think we see Bernie scrambling here. Let's roll the tape. I told you he could do it. He I told me, you. Show me. Oh, this I is my career-long run, I think. I told you oh, he's God. got it in him. Look this at him. Oh, he's, he's talking about okay. that. Oh, and you're, look at him. Now, and, oh. and see there? 
See, see there, see how he found the. Wait, no, wait. This was the game, though. Okay, this is this is. Look at this. This is. I told you, there's some. uh, I wonder why I got concussions. Yeah, but you know what, Bertie? You may not remember this. Sam Rattigliano was on the call, and during that game, we don't have the audio. He says a lot of people don't. Oh, do we have the audio? Oh, can we? Can we hear it? Sam, Coach Sam, what do you got to say about Bernie? Our Cracker Jack Tech team coming Coco through. Right now, as he comes out of the pocket, now watch his eyes. Watch his eyes. He doesn't want to run. He wants to find an open receiver, and he finds an open I receiver. I wish today that have been, that'd been rough that in the quarterback. No question. Coach no Sam. question. Coach Sam complimenting Bernie right here on his athleticism. And Bernie's like, yeah, yeah, I can run. I can run. Yeah, can actually, run. though, I thought the play you were going to show there to concussion issues again is that was 1986, I think. And... And or the 90 game, and it was a field like that. And the great late great junior Seau was in one of one of my games there. And I had I, I had in my career long 20 or 22 yard um, run. And any real athlete should have had 40 yards, but I was so slow it was 20. And junior Seau hey, tackled me on uh, Gabby, tackled me there, and I'm laying tell on. Tell Ken to get to my place. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go right to my place. What's wrong with you guys? I bet you got a a dog interception here. Let the top dog have a play. You know, come on. With Hanford Dixon. Now, watch this. This is a great. Hanford Dixon, again, you young fans don't realize what a defensive back he was. Look at that long towel. Look at that towel. How long it is. Boom, boom, boom. Don't you throw it. Told you it's too late, boy. It's too late. Don't you throw it. Look at that towel, how long it is. Look at that. Oh, he's holding the ball. He tucks that ball away. Look at that. You see that long towel, BK? That towel is so long, it's just ridiculous. The wonder it didn't. I used to take a shower with that towel, man. The one that didn't trip me there, you know. Boy, that's a hell of a cornerback, that 29, boy. That boy is I'll, I'll tell you what. That was a hell of an interception yeah, from a Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah, Dan yeah, Fouts, yeah, yeah. two top dogs. You got it. You, got, yeah. you could tell the way he For dropped For you, young, you yeah. young viewers yeah. out there, that was an awesome QB, Dan Fouts. He had a sense of timing. He could throw the uh, skinny uh, eight better than Hanford, anybody. how much crap were you talking after that? Oh, you know it. You know it. You know it. I, I had to go, but I'm going to show you something else I did. Something else I did to the game, uh, and I tried to put some voodoo on them. But oh, the hats go here. Yeah, I tried yeah. to put a hat on them. This is legendary. <laughs> Let's watch. This is legendary. The Chargers line up for a game-winning field goal, but Hanford, he's going to come in and say, not so fast, not young so man. Not so fast, B. Watch it. Look, look, look. I tried to put, <laughs> put a hex. Put a yaki yaki on it. You know? like. Didn't work, BK, uh, but yaki yaki. Look at <laughs> The guy's looking at me like, what is he doing? But you know what? That isn't the only time yeah. they looked at us of what the hell <laughs> what? we doing because and, and we used to go out there and it's oh. part of a mindset, but that was our rectangle yeah. and that was our field. And even though that may have been their field, we acted like it was ours. So that was that but was you, a little yeah, bit yo, of bravado. So, so fans, I want you to remember, Hanford put that hex down, and it's going to carry over next week. You're going to see a botched field goal or a mixed extra point, and we're giving a credit right now to Hanford. But, Browns are going to come back with the win next week. We got the victory chain on right now. Let's wait and see it happen. But now comes to one of my favorite parts of the show. It's the betting section. And I got to tell you guys are so hot right now. I had people calling me up over the weekend saying, what's Hanford think on this pick? What's Bernie think on this pick? Because they were both three out of four last week. Let's go to the one star on the week coming up right now. This is the betting section, guys. 
We may have to do some stuff during the game because I'm getting all those calls yeah, too. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, my texting is blowing up and stuff. All right, the big plays of the week are one stars. The Bills are giving 14 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's Bills minus 14 for the one star. Hanford, what do you think? Boy, that's uh, that's going to be tough. But I, you know what? I'm going to go with the Bills on that one. I I don't think those Steelers uh, play a quarterback well right change. Now. Can he pick it? I'm going to go with the Bills. I think as I much think as I tough. love to be on the home team Uh-oh. with you, Top Dog. You, gotta, um, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to be his first home start. 14 points, and I, I, you know, I have my Josh Allen bro crush going. 14 points is a lot to give to a team on at home. Kenny Pickett's first game, and I. Despite the fact that he's in our division, I am a Mike Tomlin fan. Well, I tell you what, Poyer and company, Poyer and company with this the free safety for the Bills with this new uh, new quarterback coming in there. I don't know. I think oh, they're going to confuse him. Hey, make no doubt that the <laughs> Buffalo Bills are the, one of the teams uh, in the uh, AFC. We're just real. talking about 14 points. Okay. Uh, okay. Bills are for real. Okay. Take that. Take the Bills on that one. The three stars. Hey, don't. but hey, but keep in mind, but keep in mind, my last week's tip is um, this is week five. We now have four weeks of awesome film to break down yeah. defenses. Yeah. I'm gonna know for yeah. sure yeah. what Brandon Staley's been doing with the defense the last four weeks. This is all offenses around the league now should be getting better into their groove, and this is where these overs play in significantly more. That Bills defense is tough. Kenny Pickett, two interceptions. I'm going definitely with the Bills. Kenny actually had three interceptions, but who's counting? No, I'm talking next week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm talking next week. All right, the three-star. Dolphins are minus three at the Jets, and I don't think the Jets are for real, and I don't care if two is not playing. I think Teddy Bridgewater gets a chance to coach it up. He's a good quarterback back i'm taking the dolphins minus three bernie what do you say um i think ken you're gonna be a loser um i think that too much is going on down in dolphin land young man and uh this two a thing and the the uh kind of stuff that's i think being talked about with the jets now winning a couple games uh being a home dog is is um all right, in the Jets' favor. Well, right. I, I'm going to say this. I think the Jets are playing well right now. Uh, I think they're believing that they can win, and that's over half of it. But uh, Dolphins just got too many weapons. I don't care. Uh, they're just a good football team, and I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think Coach Salad doing a good job, but it's smoke and mirrors. Jets are the Jets are the Jets, the Dolphins all day long. But now we get to the five-star. This is the big one. Take it to the house. Take it to the bank. Ooh. Bengals are getting – Three and a half points at the Ravens. Now, the Ravens are desperate, but Joe Burrow and company may be too much. Hanford, what do you think on this one? Uh, you know where I'm headed with this one. I, I think uh, Baltimore is going to uh, – I think this team is a good football team, even though they've lost the lead the last two weeks and lost the ball game. They're a good football team. I think the Baltimore Ravens is going to respond and uh, cover yeah, I like. Uh, I absolutely think the Baltimore Ravens are a very good football team. They've lost five home games in a row. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. can't fathom yeah. that. But the 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 uh, state we we think we have secondary miscommunication oh. here. Okay, we don't have second secondary miscommunication compared to the Baltimore Ravens. They have some communication issues absolutely going on. And I have a big bro crush on Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow getting three points against a, um, a tough uh, a, a Baltimore defense that's struggling with communication right now. 
I'm liking the Bengals and points this week. Wow. Really? Bengals really? and points. Bengals and Overs. points. That's right. There's your five star. So there you have it. Take it to the house. Take it to the bank. We want to remind everybody gambling's just fun. Please make it pizza money. But if you think you got a problem, 1 800 Gamble. Ohio sports betting starts in January. We have a lot of people that are calling the show, tweeting the show, saying there's a lot of operators that are advertising. What do you think we should do? I could tell you we've got some inside information. There's a big announcement coming down in the next couple of weeks. But I can tell you something as, a, as an individual who happens to have a company that works in the sports betting world. Don't be fooled by these operators that are giving you these incentives right now. It's only going to get hotter and hotter as we get closer to the end of the year. No rush to sign up, even though you might be hearing commercials. Sign up, you get this perk. Those will only increase. We're going to tell you everything to do on the show. So hold on with that. Betting's a lot of fun, remember, only with your pizza money. With that, I'm throwing it back over to Gabby. All right, it is time for our two-minute warning. Angry Ken, really good job keeping the boys in line today. You guys, pow, 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 got through all those plays, broke them down. Everything's been on track. Let's remind our viewers you can check out our videos on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and then audio anywhere you stream podcasts. How about final thoughts um, headed into Chargers? Who do we need to step up? Who's going to step up? What do you think? Uh, i tell you what. We, we're in a position right now where we got a gift with uh, pretty much everybody in the AFC North losing uh, this week, uh, this past weekend. Uh, Chargers are a good football team. Uh, still, but the good thing is we have them at home. Uh, we got to have this ball game. I don't care how we do it. We got to have this ball game. Hopefully we'll get Miles back. Hopefully we'll get Clowney back. And, uh, and let's continue to do what we do best, and that's run the football. And if we do that, we'll keep the ball away from their offense. Yeah, this is this is an interesting game to me on on a lot of on a lot of points. One, you want to get the taste out of your mouth of the last week's loss. You want to be three and two. You want to stay in first place. A few stats going on where West Coast teams coming to the East Coast to play a one o'clock game like LA coming to Cleveland like this. Statistically, that's tough for them because basically it's playing like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I, I've talked at length through the podcast uh, through the start of the season how much I really love Josh Allen. Justin Bear is right up there with the love bro crush. Okay, this young man can't spin the rock. Okay, he can spin it. Love the way he spins it. Unfortunately, love his weapons just like Atlanta Falcons. Big, tall, athletic receivers. That's an issue for us. He loved the way he throws the ball. But a shout-out to the L.A. Chargers, to uh, their owner, um, Dean Spanos, his, uh, his son, Mickey Spanos, friend of ours. They had the vision to go out and hire, uh, I call it the John Carroll University West out there, Brandon Staley. Uh, John Carroll grad. He was part of that uh, part of that crew in the 1994-1995. Josh McDaniels, Greg Roman, Nick Casario, London Fletcher, Tom Telesco, who's the general manager um, um, for the L.A. Chargers. Um, there was Chris Polian on that team. A lot of those guys are disciples of the great Bill Polian, who put the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl teams together, the Indianapolis Colts uh, Super Bowl teams together, the Carolina Panthers when they were an expansion team, um, and they went to the Super Bowl. Um, there's a whole John Carroll contingent. Tom Arth, the quarterback coach, who has the lucky uh, job of coaching Justin Abair. So there's a lot of Cleveland connections coming into town this week with the, with the Chargers. 
Last question before we get you out of here. Jacoby Brissett coming off kind of a rough performance at the end there. Any advice as a quarterback, Bernie, for him? He, he might need a, a you matter, I'm just saying. I think he needs a you matter. But again, Jacoby is playing at a good level. He's making plays. This is, this is the time, as much as we want to be angry today, this is the time we want to amplify maybe our emotions and stuff. Jacoby, as a guy who is into meditation, and he even talked about on the broadcast yesterday, we've talked about um, some of the breathing exercises, some of the um, meditation-type stuff that he's doing to keep his mind right. Um, absolutely, I think that's imperative after a game like that or a last couple drives like that. For him to show the confidence, for him to show um, an air of belief and calmness um, um, about him because his teammates are watching him, the coaches are watching him, and how your leaders act is is how you you tend to act. And although we all want to say we're leaders uh, on a football team, there's quite a few followers, and we're following our our leader, we're following our quarterback, and and for him to to show to show some of his patience and confidence and um, and get back to work. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up on that. I thought that was the cue. Woo, woo. Oh, again, Bernie, again. you matter. Yeah, well, sure I, you matter, I, was, bro. I was kind of waiting for some more of that barking and stuff. Let him have it. All right, Ken, Ken coaching in the air right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Bernie, after half for bark, take us out on the bark, and Bernie, give us one of your you matters. Uh <laughs> Do that one again. <laughs> hey, do that one again. Do that again. All right. We got a little coaching mistake over here from the director's sidelines. I'll take full responsibility. Coaching mistake. Hanford takes us out with some barks and then party. You matter. Go brownies. Okay. Woo.